Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is true and directly applicable to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. For several years, we lived in an area where the danger of snakes were a constant reality. We made a constant effort to protect our children of such dangers. We gave them valuable instructions in order to avoid possible encounters with such creatures. At one time, while hiking through the jungle, we encountered this eyelash pit viper, and we used it as an opportunity to teach and warn our children. Not long after, we encountered a scorpion crawling on our wall. These, of course, were all new things to us at the time. When one is equipped and ready, then such things are certainly less of a threat. However, sometimes, no matter how cautious one is, a snake can come across your path. The reason we mention these things is that because quite often, biblically speaking, the physical world teaches us the reality of the spiritual world. And likewise, the spiritual understanding can teach us how the physical world works. Yeshua used this practice quite often when he taught in the form of parables. Meaning this, if we understand how the physical processes properly work, the biblical metaphors may yield further insight into spiritual understanding. Quite often, serpents are not painted in the most positive light in Scripture. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that Yahweh Elohim had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But Elohim said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. In this introduction to the concept of the serpent, we see that he was used to inject false instructions, instructions contrary to the word. Yahweh gave man instructions for man to follow. In Hebrew, the word instructions simply means Torah. In this event, we clearly see the serpent taking the instructions of Yahweh and twist and corrupt them into a dangerous form, injecting them into the corruptible minds of man. Later, we learn that the consequences of such false instructions is death. Keep all of this in mind, and as we continue to have the spiritual nature and characteristics of the serpent revealed to us, try to consider what we physically know and understand about snakes. Let's examine some more. Genesis chapter 49. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a horned snake in the path, that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backward. The serpent is in the way. Countless times in the word we read that Yahweh has a way or path that we are to follow. Once again, that path is the Word of God, His instructions, or more specifically in the Hebrew, His Torah. In this instance, Dan is referred to as a snake that bites in the way. Again, keep all this in mind as we continue on. Psalm 58. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ear. 
the wicked speak lies, which is like the venom of a serpent. Again, keep all this in mind as we continue on. Psalm 140. They sharpen their tongues as a serpent. Poison of a viper is under their lips. See, tongues speak words, like the serpent in the desert, like the wicked who speak lies. And once again, such words and lies are referred to as poison. Remember, the physical teaches the spiritual, and the spiritual teaches the physical. There is a reason for all of this. Luke chapter 10. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. In Luke, we are told that we have the power over the enemy, symbolically mentioning snakes and scorpions. The only power noted in previous verses about snakes is the power of the venom that results from snake bites, the same venom that is metaphorically related back to speaking lies or deceiving one away from the truth. How do we have power over snakes and scorpions? Both have venom and both inject venom into you, but the venom represents false instructions, a false way, a deception from truth. But those in the truth are immune to such venom. We are to be immune to such false instructions because we are to live in the Word of God. We are to live truth. We are to not allow ourselves to be deceived. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy truth. That is the power of the enemy. That is the only weapon the enemy has. And that weapon is to deceive with false instructions, to cause someone to abandon the true instructions, the Torah, the Word of God. And it is a powerful weapon indeed. It is venom. It is false instructions. Again, keep all of this in mind as we continue on. Revelation chapter 9. He opened the bottomless pit, and smoke went up out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth, and power was given them, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but only the men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment for five months. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings a man. The locusts were like scorpions, and they would sting. However, just as Luke revealed, these scorpions have no power over those who have the seal of God on their foreheads. This seal, of course, is the faith that we have in the Word. And His Word and everything contained in it is truth and is still truth. And what we believe as truth will, of course, affect what we do. All of this is built on the concept of the Shema revealed in Deuteronomy 6. What we have written on our forehead which are the instructions of God. This means that we hear and understand them. We shema. The instructions being written on our heart means that we want to do them, which is what it means to have them written on our hands because it is with our hands that we do things. Verse 19 calls attention to the scorpion's tails. Why? Because that is where the poison is located. The poison, the lies and deceit, is what injects false instruction. Consequently, removing Yahweh's Torah. Doing this, removing Torah, is harmful and destructive, which is the same thing we saw in the garden in the beginning. Such venom or poison, such false instructions, produces harm, eventually leading to death. Revelation chapter 9. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails. 
for their tails are like serpents and have heads, and with them they do harm. Notice how it equates the mouths with the tails. On the surface, that doesn't seem to make any sense. But with the mouth, you speak words. With the mouth comes poison. This was not an exhaustive list defining the spiritual characteristics of snakes and scorpions, but it should at least provide a basic framework. To summarize, here's what we biblically know about snakes and scorpions. Number one, they take pure instructions, Torah, and inject false instructions into the body. Two, the false instructions are metaphorically referred to as venom and poison, which are injected by the snake when it bites or by the scorpion's tail. Number three, the false instructions, the poison, or the instructions contrary to Yahweh's Torah, produce death and destruction to a body. There are many more examples of this that we can refer to, highlighting the biblical metaphorical usage of serpents and scorpions. One of the most interesting instances to note is by Yeshua in Matthew 23. First, Yeshua mentions that the scribes and Pharisees teach well when they are reading Moses, and that we should observe and do what is read, which is, of course, everything that Moses wrote as the Word of God. However, the Pharisees and the scribes had a bad practice of adding to the Word of God in their traditions. They injected additional instructions, making void what Moses actually wrote, the very same words that were read in the seed of Moses. One example is forcing others to wash their hands before they eat. We see that in Mark chapter 7. This is certainly a good practice indeed, but it is not an instruction in the Word of God. The Pharisees added in their own false instructions. So what does Yeshua call them? Verse 28, So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And then verse 33, You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? They were called serpents for adding and taking away from the commandments of God something directly forbidden according to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, and chapter 12, verse 32. Because of this, they were called lawless. They were called serpents. Now recall how we mentioned how the physical teaches the spiritual, and the spiritual teaches the physical. Let's examine the physical process of a snake bite or scorpion sting. Such venom or poison contains proteins. Proteins are sequences of amino acids. The sequences of amino acids in a protein is defined by the sequence of a gene, which is encoded in the genetic code. DNA are the instructions, or genetic code, that are necessary to build your body and keep you in good health. DNA, being instructions, is similar to the Hebraic understanding of Yahweh's Torah. Yahweh uses His Word to build His body, which He builds through Yeshua, as the Word made flesh. When we listen and follow Yeshua, we are following good instructions that came from the Father, the Torah of God. However, the enemy also has his own instructions. In short, the DNA of a serpent or scorpion creates proteins or chunks of bad information that is injected into the unfortunate victim. This bad information causes all sorts of problems in the body. These proteins are toxic and foreign to the body. They cause all sorts of negative consequences from neuro issues leading to confusion and paralysis, or decaying away the body, or serious internal bleeding leading to the loss of blood. In the spiritual realm, bad instructions lead to confusion in the body. Bad instruction decays away the body, as some of it then needs to be cut off. And of course, life is in the blood, and the Word calls the Torah life. When false instructions replace the Torah, one loses life, or loses blood. 
It is all teaching the same thing, the physical and the spiritual. So in both the physical and spiritual realm, serpents and scorpions inject material derived from foreign DNA. In other words, false instructions, thus corrupting the Torah, or good instructions contained by the unfortunate receiver of the venom. Hopefully the conclusion of this understanding is simple, which is never allow false instructions to enter you in the first place. False instructions are the only weapon of the adversary. It is the only tool at his disposal. It is the only way he can steal, kill, and destroy. Here is one final thought as it relates to this subject. Going back to the garden, the serpent was told from that moment forward, as part of the curse, that he was going to eat dust. Genesis chapter 3. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. At face value, this does not seem to mean much to the casual reader. However, in the same chapter, there is another mention of dust as it relates to the curses placed on man. Verse 19, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So what we have is that the snake will follow his belly, or hunger, or appetite, if you will and thus eat dust, while man, because of the breaking of the law of God, receives the curse of death, returning to dust. Thus, the simple understanding our Creator must have been communicating to us is that the adversary, the serpent, hungers and feeds off of our death, which is ultimately dust. The serpent eats or feeds off death and destruction, which is why he loves to steal, kill, and destroy producing death, bringing us to dust, which is food for him. The serpent does this by injecting venom or false instructions in our way, leading us away from life, the Word of God, and into death, which is sin. This is all the more reason to stay in the Word of God, the Torah, as the only pure instruction. Stay in the Shema, in the seal of God. We hope that this teaching has blessed you, and remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.